Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Praise you, Father. Amen. Well, welcome. Praise God. We're glad you're all here. Hallelujah. Just blessed, 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 blessed to see all of you here. Praise God. You know, we've been sharing on the subject of faith on Wednesday nights, just sharing. Of course, last Wednesday night, just the Spirit of God moved and refreshing and some good things taking place. And uh, But as I was praying this afternoon and just praying this morning, just, you know, praying all day, actually, fellowship with God, reading, doing, studying for tonight, you know, I uh, just felt impressed by the Spirit of God that we need to share on, this, on the subject of healing, being healed, taking our faith to receive healing from the Lord, or understanding healing. And, you know, our approach to health or our approach to healing, uh, you know, determines our, our receptivity. Amen. Our approach to faith determines how much we get to receive. So I don't know who's this for, who it was, but the Lord just really just quickened it unto me and said, no, I want you to do this. So I said, all right, Lord, let's... Uh, uh, I, I love to teach on the subject of healing because I believe in that. I believe that God wants us well and whole. I believe that God wants all of us that way. We know that the enemy, there's an enemy that's arrayed against us. And we know that the enemy likes to attack and come against us. But thank God for the word of God. Amen. Amen. So if you have your Bibles, go ahead and go to uh, Acts chapter 10 and verse 38. And look at that. And we'll look at that right now. And just share. And uh, it's funny because, you know, the enemy will always try to fight you on your faith. He'll try to fight you on the subject of healing, especially about you being blessed. And uh, because, you know, he doesn't want you to be that way. He doesn't want you to, to know your rights and privileges in God. And you need to understand. So people get caught up in all kinds of things because they think, well, if I, if, if I believe in healing, then I should never be sick. Well, you know, healing means that you're going to need heal. It means that you're not well. Okay, now walking in divine health, that's a little different story or talking in things and understanding what God's word says about that. That's a, that's a cool thing. That's the next step. But understand this, Jesus paid the price for your healing. I mean, the Bible says that it was by his stripes and out of Isaiah 53, that by his stripes, we are healed. First Peter 2, 24 says that by his stripes, we were healed. Amen. Psalms 107 verse 20 says that he sent his word and healed them and delivered them out of all their troubles. Amen. Psalms 103, you know, verses one through three says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that's within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, who forgives all of my iniquities, who heals all of my diseases. Amen. Hallelujah. So you see that God gives us his word, God's desire to do things. You know, we got in Exodus 15 and verse 26, it says, I am the Lord that heals thee. Amen. God gave a promise. God gave things. And we see things of what the Lord Jesus did. In fact, the Lord Jesus went about preaching the gospel, teaching the gospel, and healing all who were sick. Those are the three things that Jesus did. He preached, he teached, and he healed the sick. That's what he did in his ministry. So in John chapter 14 and verse 12 says, Jesus said, the works that I do shall you do also, and greater works than these shall you do because I go unto my Father. You know, everybody gets concerned about the greater works. I just like us all to do the works of Jesus. And the works of Jesus was he taught the word of God, he preached the word of God, and he laid hands on the sick, and he watched them recover. He was anointed by the Holy Ghost. Amen? And you know that that same anointing's in you. Hallelujah. But we got to get it to work at home before we can ship it abroad. Amen? 
And so all it is is that if you're doing great, if you feel good, have money, wheel, travel, then this is just going to uh, bolster your faith. It's just going to get you inoculation and some things there. But in Acts chapter 10 and verse 38, it says, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil. As you notice that he went around healing all who were oppressed by the devil. Many times that, uh, you know, we look at things and see things and really how we are approached to things or how we approach the word of God determines how we receive the greatest benefit from it. Did you know that? I mean, we need to, you know, understand that from, from God because when you understand that, then you'll understand how God wants to bring things to you. So hard because we think we have to earn it. You didn't earn salvation. It's a free gift. Amen. You didn't earn salvation. It's a free gift. You know, and uh, every you know, because you you know, in getting saved, you had to just believe in your heart, confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe that He lived, believe that He died, and believe that He was raised from the dead. Amen. That's how you get born again by actually believing something in your heart and saying something with your mouth. Amen. But you got to also believe that Jesus, because of by His stripes, He was the supreme sacrifice. And take hold of that and grab a hold of it because you can, then you need to understand how healing comes. Being healed by the power of God, how does, how does that come? How does, what does it mean to be healed by the power of God at work in your body? And thus uh, uh, understanding his, his healing power that takes place that drives out sickness and disease out of you. You have to understand that healing is a quickening of your spirit, not your body, even though you need healing in your body. Thank you for your wonderful responses. But the reason I share this is because the Lord just said, no, I want to help somebody. Maybe you want to help somebody that's watching. Is never let go. Sometimes we need miracles. And and people want to get caught up in the difference between miracles and healings. Praise God. Just believe God for both. Amen. Hallelujah. And see, you know, receiving from God is always by faith. It's always doing that. And that's what, you know, this night is receiving what God has for us by faith. And our approach is is, is that do we know what God's will is on that subject? It's so amazing that how many of you know you talk to you and say, well, I, what about Job? What about, you know, uh, this, you know, they want to give you all the different things in the Bible that tell you that what God did or what God didn't do. And it's funny that they know all of the bad parts of it instead of all the good. Amen. Or they want to tell you about their aunt or their uncle or this, that, or their mother, or their father, or their wife who didn't get healed. But that doesn't do away with the word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. We need to understand some things. I mean, like I said, I, I've often shared many times, you know, and I've never really taught about it except in school of ministry about the eight different methods of healing because God wants to use things. God wouldn't have put so many different ways for you to be healed if he didn't want you to be healed. Amen. And he paid the price for that. And it's the receptivity of it. It's grabbing a hold of it. Hallelujah. You know, um, you know, many times we have a tendency to look at God as God's just doing everything. That's what everybody thought. In the Old Testament, that's what they thought. God created this. God did this. God, God was just doing. In fact, Job thought that. Right? Job said this. What's, what's the great scripture in Job? He says, though you slay me, yet will I trust you. He's like, he thought God is the one that put the boils on him. He thought God killed his kids. He thought God blew away all of his barns and his houses and that God destroyed all of his animals. He didn't know that. But we know by reading the book of Job that it was Satan who did all those things. We read that. We know that. We know that the whole book of Job took a total of nine months. 
So if you haven't gotten out of your problem in nine months, then you need to change. That's the longest time we have in the sense of doing some things there for that kind of stuff. Of course, we have in the New Testament, we've got a lady who was in something for 38 years. Remember Luke 5, over there, with the, or Luke 13, with the lady that was, uh, this woman that was, had this infirmity 38 years, ought not this daughter of Abraham be loosed from this infirmity? First of all, he said she ought to be loose. Why? Because she's a daughter of Abraham. Glory to God. She has a covenant, a healing covenant with God. Amen. God did this. God gave it to her. God had it. And so, you know, Jesus prayed for her and she was instantly healed. Amen. We see a woman with the issue of blood for 12 years. Hallelujah. And God heals her. But her faith made her whole because she heard of Jesus. And she went, when she heard of Jesus, she went, hallelujah, touched his garment. And the power of God came out. Amen. So many times people have a tendency to do things. We put up with so many things. We don't take authority over things attacking our body. We put up with it. And we got to come against it immediately. Amen. Because you can't find on what day that God created sickness and disease. Go into Genesis and see where God, when he created the heavens and the earth, there's not one day that he said, okay, I'm, today I'm going to create sickness and disease. God said, we just studied about creation. God created and he said, it is good. It is good. It was good. Sickness and disease didn't come into the earth until Adam fell. Amen. It's like one old time Pentecostal preacher said this. Sickness is the offspring of its father, Satan, and it's, you know, uh, um, I got to get, get it right here. because what he said here. So sickness is this. It's the offspring of Satan, and I'm trying to think of the exact other thing he was saying, you know, sin. Satan, and then the other thing is, is a sin, that they brought that into being because that's when the curse came. That's when sickness and disease began to come into the earth because of the fall of man, because of what uh, Satan did along that line. Hallelujah. And one of the things about it is, is that dealing with the enemy, because, I mean, I know this. I mean, I walk this out, know how to walk it out. And God's always, just like our scripture verse says, he healing all who were oppressed of the devil. Isn't it amazing? Jesus calls sickness and disease, you know, or, uh, oppression. Amen? I mean, you need to understand that. Glory to God. When you see those things, we see it that, hey, he calls it those things. God calls it captivity. Because the Bible says God turned the captivity of Job. Amen? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Jesus calls sickness bondage. The Holy Spirit said it's oppression. Anything that's bad is not from God. You know, one of the greatest revelations I ever got when I was a little kid, you were teaching Sunday school to me, and they said, listen, God's good and the devil's bad. And you know, I never forgot that. So anything that bad happened in my life, I never once thought God did it. Not one time that I think God was trying to teach me something. Not that one time that I think God was trying to teach me something. Because I got a hold of a truth that said, God's good and the devil's bad. Is this good or bad? It's bad. It's not of God. Period. End of sentence. You see, we are making it too simple. No, I want to make it simple. Because how do we receive? How do we take hold of the word of God? How do we get this? You know, because when you look at things and uh, we, we see what the word of God tells us that we have. In fact, go to Matthew chapter 8, if you would, with me. Let's look at some things here that will really, really bless you. You know, I think God gives us some, some really cool things that uh, we can grab a hold of here. And I'm jumping way, way ahead of some things. But I want to get over to, to uh, Matthew chapter 8. I love Matthew chapter 8. I, everything you need about healing is in Matthew chapter 8. 
If you just let that do it, it would change your life forever. Amen? Amen. It really, 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 really would. Hallelujah. You guys, you know, we say things, but we look at this and say, yeah, but I wonder, how do I do that? How do I know? The problem is, is that many times you say, well, if I'm not doing good, if a sickness has attached itself to my body, hallelujah. And this goes for anything, not just healing, because for anything that you need from God, we got to receive it by faith. But here in Matthew chapter 8, you know, we read right here in verse 1, he says, when he was come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. And behold, there came a leper that worshipped him, saying, Lord, I, if you will, if you will, you can make me clean. And Jesus set forth his hand and he touched them, saying, I will be thou clean. And immediately uh, the leprosy was cleansed. Amen. Now, you've probably heard me say this before, but I like that. I'm going to give you some different translations of this particular verse here. And I want to get it in you because I want you to understand that it's not God's will for the pain, for the, for the sickness or anything to stay in your body. God wants you to be well and whole. Now, listen. If your body has pain, that means there's something wrong. Amen? There's something not going right. Hallelujah. So you got to deal with it. You look at it. You understand it. You know, faith never denies anything. It always changes it. Amen? But look at this, what he said here. In, in the basic translation, this is one I like this because this really helped me. It's, the leper said this, Lord, if it's your pleasure, you have the power to make me clean. And he put his hand on him saying, it is my pleasure to clean you, to, for you to be clean, be cleansed, amen, it would be my pleasure, amen, the uh, Phillips translation says this, if you want to, you can make me clean, Jesus said, of course I want to, be clean, the Weiss translation says, I desire it with all my heart, be cleansed at once, which is, this is what Jesus said, he said, if you would do this, you'd do, and Jesus said, I desire with all my heart for you to be clean, so be cleansed at once, the Jordan translation says this, sir, if you really want to, you could heal me, Jesus said, I really want to, so he settled the whole thing about, wonder if it's God's will to heal me, Amen? And we wonder if what's going on in our bodies or what's in it, can we or can we not? Listen, it doesn't matter how long. It doesn't matter that those things there. It just matters whether or not what you want from God, how you take hold of the word of God and, and grab a hold of it here. Amen? Hallelujah. You know, and uh, see, because right here, first of all, God settles the will. And you have to settle the will. How many of you know you can't receive anything from God or from his word if you don't believe it's God's word? You know, God's never going to prosper you or never bless you if you don't believe it's God's desire to bless you. God's never going to give you wisdom if you don't think it's God's will for you to have wisdom and to know how to do things. God's not going to heal you if you don't believe that it's God's will to heal you. You know, God's not going to baptize you in the Holy Spirit if you don't believe in it. You know what? God's not going to save you if you don't believe in it. You understand that? It's all, that's the wonderful thing about God. God put everything on the basis of faith so all of us could start out the same way. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, we, so we find out the willingness of God to heal. This is the willingness of God to heal. We realize, isn't this awesome? But let's keep reading. Hallelujah. You know, and, and uh, so he tells them in verses four, he tells the leopard to do what he needs to do for natural things. Go show uh, and do all that Moses commanded so everybody will know that you're clean. Verse five says, and when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion beseeching him. And saying, Lord, my servant lies at home sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. Jesus said unto him, I will come and heal him. Isn't that awesome? 
But then verse 8 is, I love this verse. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof. All you got to do is speak the word only and my servant will be healed. Well, if Jesus only had to speak the word about healing, Jesus was the word manifest in us. This word is just takes the, the exact same place of Jesus on the earth today, has the same power, the same authority. All we got to do is speak the word. Now, look at what Jesus said. I love this. He said, and so he said, and of course, let's read on. The man said, for I'm a man under authority. I understand authority. Having soldiers under me, I say to this man, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes. And to my servant, do this, and he doeth it. And when Jesus heard it, he marveled. He said to them that followed, verily, I say unto you, I have not found so great faith. No, not in Israel. Amen? You know, Jesus, the Bible says Jesus marveled twice in the Bible. Right here is one time. He marveled at this man's faith. And then in Nazareth, the Bible says he marveled at their unbelief. So you have a choice. Is Jesus going to marvel at your faith or is he going to marvel at your unbelief? Amen. You know, are you not going to be persuaded to do? And Jesus says to him, he says, man, I tell you. And then he goes and talks about the rise and the fall of the things in Abraham's kingdom and stuff and all this. Then verse 13 says, and Jesus said unto the centurion, go thy way as Thou hast believed, so be it done unto you. And his servant was healed in the selfsame hour. Jesus didn't even, he said, you just, as you believe, go do it. It's going to be that way. And he was healed. You remember the two blind men that came into the house and said, Jesus, you know, and Jesus asked him, what do you want? Isn't that a funny question? They come in there, they're blind. But (laughs) Jesus says, what do you want me to do? He says, they said, that we may see. He said, being unto you according to your faith. Remember with the woman with the issue of blood, when she touched his garment, he said, who had done this? And he said, woman, thy faith has made you whole. Well, if her faith can make her whole, your faith can make you whole. Be it unto you according to your faith, be it according to what you believe. Amen. Thank God there are times to pray, but thank God there are times to take hold and to believe what God's word says. When you believe it, things change. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You know, (laughs) I mean, amen. You know, it's so wonderful. This, this centurion knew that healing was not based on anything except Jesus to speak the word. It was based on his spoken word of what he said. Be clean, be whole. You could do it. He knew what the word of God says. That's what changed everything for him. Let's keep reading though. Sometimes we stop, but I want to get down to Isaiah, or right down here to 18, verse 17, because I want you to know of what takes place of what Jesus did for you. But I want to keep reading here. In um, verse 14, it says, When Jesus was coming to Peter's house, he saw his wife's mother lay and sick of a fever, and he touched her, and, and the fever left her, and she arose and ministered unto them. Now look at verse 16. And when the even, even was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with the devil. Now many, not everybody. And, ca- and, and he cast out the spirits with his word, and he healed all that were sick. Amen? Glory to God. Everybody there, he just did it. The power and the presence of God. Now look at verse 17. If you don't have that underlined in your Bible, you need to have that underlined in your Bible. That it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying himself, took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. Amen? Hallelujah. I'm going to read it again to you. That it might be fulfilled, which spoken by the spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, "Himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. If he took them and he bare them, there's no sense in you bearing them. No sense in you allowing them to be on you. 
Now, a lot of people that want to get religious, they say, well, Jesus did that, and he proved Isaiah, so that was done, and that was fulfilled, and so it's not for anybody. See, the problem with that is, is that if Jesus healed anybody here, how did he, and he told us that we could do that and to go and use the same word of God, it's for us. Amen? Because we can read over into what the, Paul said and what, Paul, and what Peter did in, in Acts. And they took the name of Jesus. They took the word of God and touched lives. Amen? Now, see, when we, and here's another thing. Let's just take a little side journey here, too, is that people think when you talk about healing is that you're coming against doctors or you're coming against medicine. And everybody gets like, I can't do that or can't do those things. No, there is a scripture in the Bible where it says that the king Asa, he sought the doctors and didn't see God and he died, okay? So that's in there, but it's in the Old Testament, but it's in there because God's not saying, don't use your head. God's saying, hey, I've got a great thing for you, hallelujah, and uh, he wants to, to uh, uh, be there for you and to allow that. But hey, God's not against doctors. God's created all that stuff. Amen. He's the one that gave the wisdom, gave all this. But you just got to watch what you're doing. You better go to God first before you go to the doctors. Amen. And get the wisdom of God on the subject. Hallelujah. You know, so many people want to get crazy. They want to do things and take. But no, I just rather let God handle the situation. Then God will tell you what to do and how to handle it. Amen. Amen. I mean, we see that. Hallelujah. Hit in those things. And um, it, it so uh, shocks me about people. You know, uh, that they can't stay in the middle of the road or can't take hold of the truths of the word of God. Amen. Now, when you look at that and it says that he bore uh, your infirmities and, and, and or bear your sicknesses, you know, and um, carried your, hallelujah, uh, <clears throat> right here. That he took your infirmities and bear your sickness out of the King James Version. I'm going to read you a couple other translations. Of that One other translation says, he took away our illnesses and lifted our diseases from us. Amen. Moffat's translation says, he took away our sicknesses and our diseases. He removed. Hallelujah. He removed those things. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You know, when we look at the scriptures, because people always want to fight, well, where's the scriptures at? Well, I can give you about 15 scriptures on the subject of healing real quick and quote them all to you. But why? Because faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. But it's really to understanding what God said and did in the new covenant and in, in what God has for us. Jesus said in John chapter 10, he said, the thief comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. So that's all you got to know. Does sickness bless you or does it hurt you? Does lack bless you or hurt you? It's simple. People get all caught up in things. See, yeah, but I, and it's simply trusting God. It's simply believing that what God's word says is far greater than the circumstances you're facing there. Because in John 10, and he said, the thief cometh not but to steal, kill, and to destroy. But Jesus said, I've come. What? That you might have life and that you might have life more abundantly. Amen. And it's taking hold of the word of God. It's considering the word of God and considering not. Because, you know, it's hard to believe God for healing when you're hurting. Don't look at me so holy. Don't look at me like, y'all are so good. You know, I have a different theology on some things that I do for my own body that I don't tell on anybody else or tell anybody else to do, okay? But the key is, is that I always require of the Lord because if I pray and things don't get better fast, then I start changing me. When I pray... Because I know how to take the word of God. I know what the word of God says. So I know how to take the word of God and take the scriptures. But if I don't get any results quickly, 
quickly, like instantaneously quickly. Because if I'm hurting, I want some results. Amen? Then I say, Lord, what do we need to do? And I'm not opposed if he tells me to take an aspirin. It shocks a lot of folks. Now, I used to be that way for about the first 30 years of ministry, you know, or 25, maybe even more than probably the first 30 years of ministry. I didn't take an aspirin at all in my entire life. I didn't take any medication. I wouldn't take anything because I didn't. I just said, nope, either God, you're going to do it or nothing. I'm, I'm going to suffer through it. And I suffered a lot. <laughs> but I fought it through and I got healed every time. And I came through a lot of things, okay? You know, and it wasn't until later on, you know, kind of thinking, you know, you don't have to suffer that. You don't have to let your, God gave me this phrase, don't let your faith kill you. <sighs> you know, he said, you're so proud in your faith, you're in pride. Because you want to say you haven't done this, or you haven't taken this. I still don't like medications. I still don't like aspirins. I don't like anything. I don't like to put anything in my body that I, that's not supposed to be there. You know, but I'm, you know, I've still learned that, hey, if I always inquire of the Lord and say, okay, Lord, I don't want to, you know, here's what I'm doing, what's happening, what's going on. And the Lord, you know, tells me, he's, listen, consider not, which is what Abraham did. He didn't consider his body. He considered not his own body, now dead, and even yet the deadness of Sarah's own. So consider not what's going on around you. But then also, Jesus also said, well, Paul said of this in Hebrews chapter 12, consider him. Keep your eyes on him. Well, how do I keep my eyes on Jesus? Well, Jesus and the word are the same, so I have to keep my eyes on the word. I have to get the scriptures of what God's doing. Probably one of the most humbling things in my life, when I was believing God, exercising my faith because the enemy was attacking my body. And I, wasn't, I said, okay, Lord, what's going on? He said, you're going to have to get your wife to pray for you. I'm like, oh, glory be to Jesus. Okay. You know, and you say, well, why? Because I needed humbled. You see, guys, look at that. But I was hurting. I didn't care. I said, Lord, Lord, that's good. I know I needed this. And praise God. As soon as she prayed, I was instantly well. Instantly well. Amen. I've had God say, no, I want you to hear you this way. I want you to get somebody to agree with you. And you got to get somebody to agree because I want to teach them. And I'll tell you who. Because most people can't agree. I used to hear this statement. A minister said this one. He goes, I'd drive two, three hundred miles out of the way to go to this one minister's place just so we could agree because he's the only minister I could find that would agree with me. Amen. And it's like one young kid who got a hold of the word of God went to a, uh, a meeting and it was this evangelist was having a meeting and he, and he asked the evangelist, he says, hey, do you agree? Do you, uh, you know what Matthew 18, 18 19 says? And he goes, well, I agree. So, what well, do you know what it says? He said, no, what does it say? So the kid said, it says, if any two on earth shall agree as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my father, which is in heaven. He said, well, I agree with scripture. He said, good. I want you to agree with me because I'm going to bring the families here and they're going to get saved. I want you to agree with me. I'm going to bring like he was bringing the 10 families. I want to believe God. So they agreed and those families came, they got saved and he did it again. He said, you agree? We got to agree again. Then he agreed. He said, you know, by the time we got done with that week long of meeting with that kid, if that kid would have said, let's agree that the sun rises in the West, I'd have said, let's do this. Because we got the power of the word of God. Amen? Because scriptures work. We look at things and we see things because we want to put God in the box. See, the highest way is just that you can believe God, get the word of God, and you get healed on your own faith, and that's what God wants you to do. And majority of the time, that's what I do, and I get that majority of the time. But if it doesn't happen, then I change. Because I know it's God's will to heal me. I know it's God's will to take the pain away. I just got to find out how he wants to do it. 
And I just keep looking. I never get frustrated. I just keep looking and say, Lord, what are we going to do here? Let's do this. And so it says, yeah, but what if you don't? See, here's the thing. Well, what if you can't get an answer? Then I just double up on my medicine. I just keep looking scriptures. I get Isaiah 53, 4 and 5, 1 Peter 2, 24, Matthew 8, 17, Galatians 3, 13, Exodus 15, 26, Exodus 23, 25 and 20, Psalms 103, Psalms 91, Matthew 8, James 5, you know, John 10, 10, you know, Hebrews 13. I, I go through all these scriptures that I can quote all of those, but I go through those things and I just keep taking my doses of medicine. I just keep doubling up on my medicine. Because the Bible says in Proverbs chapter, in fact, go to Proverbs chapter four. Y'all doing okay? I didn't want you to get all those things. I just said them fast, so it's all good. Because, uh, you know, we, we, some, if I start doing them slow, then I'll quote them all, and then it won't, it'll take longer time. Proverbs chapter four, verse 20. Hallelujah. Amen. You ever have something come up twice in your body? Return? You know, the Bible talks about that. Nahum 1.9 says, an affliction shall not arise a second time. You're not supposed to ever have anything twice. Come on. Amen. Nahum 1.9 says, an affliction shall not arise a second time. Now, if you read that in different translations, it'll mess you up. But if you stick to the King James, it'll work. Amen. It does. You thank God for Malachi 4.2, where it says, the son of righteousness rises with healings in his wings. Amen. You take hold of the word of God and it comes because why? God wants you to walk in strength. He wants you to walk, you know, in life. But look at verse, this is God's plan of how you take it. Verse 20 of Proverbs chapter four says, my son, attend to my words. That means give heed to them, put them before you. They got to be first. Attend to my words, incline thine ear unto my saying, which means you got to listen, you got to look, you got to hear yourself speaking the word of God. You got to hear yourself say it. Amen. God's desire. Why is it important? Because God wants you to be well. He wants you to be whole. He wants you to be strong. He wants you to be blessed. Why? So you can witness to everybody else around. If he says, go here and do this, go here and do that, you, you can't tell, oh, I can't go because of this or I can't. That's why so many people don't do the will of God because they can't afford to or they don't fill up to it. Don't shout me down now. Y'all got real quiet on that. It is true though. It's true for all of us. And yet we put up, and as Christians, we know this, but then what happens is we've put up with things in our body. And this is going to, I'm going to talk to all the older folks here. Just because you're getting older doesn't mean that you got to put up with the aches and the pains. Now I understand I'm not 18 anymore. In my head I am. Okay. And sometimes in my head I'm five. Okay, hallelujah. And uh, my wife reminds me when I'm five. Okay, and so, uh, and then other people remind me when I'm not 18, when I'm doing stuff. But, uh, you know, I, I, f- I feel like I can still do things. Uh, and, and yet, after the day after I do things I think I should be able to do, my body tells me, you are not 18 anymore. You are not able to do that. Uh, because, you know, you stress and strain. Uh, but listening to the word of God is we don't have to. I mean, there's scriptures in the Bible that Moses was 120 and his eyesight didn't dim and his strength wasn't abated. So if you're not 120 yet, you don't need to be weak, okay? He says, my son, attend to my words, incline thine ear unto my saints. Let them, or let my words, not depart from your eyes. Keep them, my words, in the midst of your heart. For my words are life unto those that find them, and they are health to all their flesh. Amen? 
Their medicine to all their flesh. Really is what it says. But their medicine, their health. You know, and then keep your heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life. Amen. It's taking hold of the word of God. Because healing by faith is just receiving what God did through his word and receiving that God said this, you know. And one of the, another scripture I really like, which is Galatians 3.13, that says we've been redeemed. We've been redeemed from the curse of the law. The curse of the law talks about all of the sicknesses, all of the stuff. Deuteronomy 28, verses 15 through 62, uh, talks about all these curses that came upon the, gen- uh, the Egyptians, all this stuff. All, it names all these things. But when it gets down to about verse 61 or 62, it says if there's any other sickness or any other disease that's not mentioned in this book, it's still under the curse. Because we got a lot of new ones now. You know that? Why is it important? Because you know how much God loves you. Like I said, you know, we, we have a tendency. Yeah, but I know somebody who was believing and they died. I do too. I do too. A lot. But I'm so glad they all made heaven. They died believing God. There's no better way to die than believing God. You, hopefully everybody, you know, they, they're going to deny believing God. But one of the things about it, that doesn't mean that we don't let the promises of God be ours. You know, there's, there's a confession that I do a lot, you know, about different things that God's not, you know, the devil's not bigger than God, my daily thing. But then also there's another one that I have, is that understanding, we talked about the name of Jesus, we sang about it tonight, you know, and you've got to understand in the name, you've got to take exercise authority over your body. You've got to take authority over this body that's yours. And you got to say, sickness and disease doesn't have the right to stay. Amen? And I would rather die believing God, fighting for my life, and fighting for the right of the word of God, than to just throw up my hands and die. Amen? You know? And the key is, is that you need to say that it's not the, one of the biggest things I see with people is they're always, they take, okay, I'm sick, I'm this, I've got it, and then they try to get rid of it. What you have to do is, don't sign for the package. When the devil knocks on the door with symptoms and everything else, tell him, say, no, 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 that's not mine. Say, well, you look at, you got all the lying, you got every symptom, I know, but I'm not, you can't stay. You don't have a right to say, this body, this house belongs to God. Hallelujah. It's the temple of the Holy Ghost. Satan, you have to take all your stuff and you have to leave. You have no right to trespass on God's property. I belong to God. And God's purchased this thing. Hallelujah. You just get out, you leave my body, I take authority over you. You know it, I know it, God knows it, so we're, we're believing. Hallelujah. And then the enemy's always going to try to get you to check yourself. He'll always try to get you to look at the symptoms or look at the things that are going on. And don't bring yourself in condemnation if you have to take things. Don't let that beat you up. All that's going to do is deal with the symptoms. You're dealing with the cause, which is the enemy. Now, and of course, if you're stupid, you went outside and it's cold and it's, you, know, you worked out, didn't put nothing on your head, you know, and you went out all sweaty and everything and then you got a cold, you caught the cold, you did it, you got to repent first. Ask God to forgive you for your stupidity and then get healed, okay? Don't keep it, just don't beat yourself up. See, people say, well, I deserve, no, you don't deserve it because Jesus paid the price. Jesus paid the price for it. So no, you don't deserve it. Amen. Hallelujah. Because the law of the spirit of life, Romans 8, 2, we'll close on this. Romans 8, 2 says, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and death. Amen. See, taking hold and believing and, ta- and, and I tell you, let's just fight for it. Let's fight for our rights. Let's fight for this. 
for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. The law of sin and death is at work in the earth. The earth is cursed. There's, there's sickness. There's disease. We see all these things here, and we want to just stop. It's so funny because when people say, well, I just don't believe in that healing stuff, then you ask them, have you ever gone to the doctor? Well, of course. Well, wait a minute. You just told me you didn't believe in healing. Why in the world would you spend money if you don't believe in something? I mean, if I don't believe in it, I don't spend money for it. I don't. That's dumb. Right? If you don't, but everybody believes. <laughs> right? Everybody believes. But everybody, oh, I got to figure out this. I got to listen. You know, I mean, you know. I told someone this just this week. They were they had hurt their themselves, and they looked at it and it said, "You know, you probably ought to get that X-rayed." I don't think that looks right. I told them that. I said, "I'm believing God. I'm praying." They asked. Them. I said, "We're praying, believe God, but you still need to know we we got to see because I think you know there's a little more there than what you think." And they and they called me today and told me there's a lot, a lot more there than what he thought. So, how do they, but we can agree. We can get in faith. Hey, we just can't. It just can't stay. See, it doesn't mean that it can't come. It just can't stay. Amen? Because the enemy always wants to come. Hallelujah. And see, here's the, one of the big things, too, is you've got to accept it. You've got to accept what God's done. I mean, all of us, you know, I'd say all of us. I won't say all of us because you don't know if all of us have or not. But all of us during this whole COVID thing and stuff, you know, had opportunities to believe God. Okay, you know, we had opportunities to believe God and uh, the enemy, you know, some more than others, some a lot more than others. Amen. But thank God that we made it through and thank God because of God's grace and mercy, because of believing, doing things, but believing God for his word. Amen. So I always tell people, listen, it's God's will. Let's do all that we know to do. Let's walk in it, but let's believe God first. Hallelujah. Because the enemy's always trying to attack. And let's keep standing for the miracles of God. Say, no, I'm going to trust what God's word says and God can do it. Hallelujah. I'm going to watch him do it. Thank God for the miracles. How many of you know God's a miracle working God? You know, I mean, Jesus was amazing in what he did. And he told us that we can do those things there. We see it. We see the hand of God. And uh, just because we don't, you know, see it written down somewhere anymore. God's still doing. The book of Acts is still being written. Amen? Hallelujah. It's still being written. God's, God's doing exploits with you and I. He's still writing a book of remembrance about all of us. Amen? Do you know that's what he's got? He's got a book of remembrance, things that are being written down. Hallelujah. In Malachi there. He said, those that are serving me, those that are doing, those that are pleasing, I'm going to have a book of remembrance. I'm writing down what they're doing. So he's still writing down things about you. Because we're still here. Amen. Let's bow our heads. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord. Lord, I, I just gave what I built. you told me to give, Father, tonight. You turned around and said, well, you wanted to do this. You want to stir their hearts. And it's so hard sometimes because of the past or because of what's going on. But, Father, let them hang on to truths from the word of God. Let them hang on. Father, open up their eyes to see truths from the word of God to help them to help them because it's not just with healing it's with whatever it is they need they may need wisdom today Father you said if any man lack wisdom let him ask of God who will give to us all men liberty and a brave you're going to give us wisdom you, you told us you would do that we could receive that Father if it's peace that we need whatever it is that we need we can grab a hold of and get your peace heavenly peace hallelujah Lord thank you for that 
Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. I thank you for it now, Father. I thank you for the truths of the word of God. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now I want to do something real quickly here. I got to take long because I don't believe you need to do it long. But if, if you've got sickness or pain in your bodies, I want you to stand up. Because then we're going to pray. We're going to believe God with you tonight for the word of God. And we're going to speak the word only. We're going to speak the word only. See, that's a lot. We're going to speak the word only. Pastor Pam, come up here. We're going to do this. We'll set ourselves in agreement, but we're also going to, we're going to speak the word. Because remember what Jesus told the centurion. He said, you don't need to come to my, all you got to do is speak the word. So we're going to speak the word. So I want you to close your eyes because you get distracted. And I want all you that aren't hurting, you reach your hands toward them right now in the name of Jesus. Father, I speak the word. Hallelujah. I speak the name of Jesus, first of all, over each and every one. And in the name of Jesus, I command Satan to take his hands off of their bodies. Father, I command, hallelujah, healing, the healing power of God to flow into their bodies. Father, because it was by Jesus' stripes that they were all healed. Hallelujah. And they've all been redeemed from the curse of the law. Hallelujah. Father, because you said in your word, cursed is everyone that hangs on the tree. Hallelujah. So that the blessing of Abraham might come up on the Gentiles. And that blessing is healing. Lord, I thank you. I command every lying symptom, every pain to be gone from these bodies in Jesus' name. And it's going to be it unto them according to their faith and according to our faith, believing and standing in them. Lord, thank you for that. Thank you, Father. Thank you for the instantaneously, but thank you for those that are healed as they go. But the power of God is administered into their bodies and into them right now in Jesus' name. And they will recover and they're healed because of what Jesus said. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And everyone that agrees said amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you. Unless you got a word from the Lord there. You can be seated. We're going to receive uh, this evening's tithes and offerings and worship God with our giving. Amen. Hallelujah. There's power and authority in the church. There's power and authority in prayer. Amen. And believing. And I felt like that's what the Lord said to do. So glory to God. Hallelujah. And we believe that with all of our heart. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I love it. I love it. I love it. God's so good. Praise the Lord Jesus. Amen. All right. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Let's pray. If you need an envelope, they're right there in the seat pockets in front of those of you giving online. You know how to do all that. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the privilege we have to sow seed into the kingdom of God. Lord, thank you that you're doing exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. Father, thank you that Harvest Bible Church is good ground. Lord, you're just just causing your folks to be blessed and they're just givers. Lord, thank you for these wonderful folks. As each one purposes in their heart to give, so let them give. Lord, I thank you and praise you for that. Father, and I feel impressed to say this. Satan, you take your hands off of God's people's finances and money right now. In Jesus' name, we come against you. Hallelujah. And angels, you go and you go and you bring all the money for them. Bring it in to them. Hallelujah. Because if you'll get it to them, Father, they'll be obedient to your word. But Father, you're meeting that. There are those, Father, right now. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, Father, we commission our angels and we take, say, tell Satan, he take his hands off of it. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. 
and amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Ushers, go ahead. Let's receive this offering here. Hallelujah to Jesus. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. We are believing for good things. Amen. Allowing God to be God in our lives. We're getting ready for a lot of stuff to go down, a lot of things to happen. Hallelujah. But thank God for his amazing grace. Amen. He's about to bless all of you abundantly. No matter what the enemy's trying to do, hallelujah, the enemy's a liar. We've got to stand strong and believe and continue to allow God to be God in our lives. Amen? Hallelujah. Hey, this coming Saturday at 9 o'clock is Cars and Coffee. They're going to be here. Hallelujah. going to have all old cars out here. Have a good time of fellowship. So tell everybody, you guys got to come. It'll be a good thing. You know, Paul's going to be here. Mitch is going to be here. So uh, we're believing for good stuff. Amen? And uh, so that's what's going on. And I don't know if there's anything else I'm supposed to announce. Is that it? Pretty, it's it, right? I think we're good, man. We have so many things going on. It's amazing that you know, I always tell we relax. But we got VBS coming up. We got this coming up, that coming up. It's all kind of things. But that's okay. We're a lively church. Let's all stand up. I love you. God loves you. You guys be blessed. And have a good evening, all of you out there. We'll see you on Sunday. Be blessed.